Last time on the Dungeon Patrol, the heroes battled the strange flaming skulls that guarded the householder's hidden cellar. They returned to the Citadel with a cache of books and jewels and handed the tomes to Spymaster Vito for deciphering. Some of the book's secrets were revealed the next morning, and the party had answers to some questions, as well as new questions to answer. Where will these clues lead next? Find out now. everybody doing today great you know, good. good awesome Overall, yeah. oh good good uh so anything new happened this past week any thoughts about uh, our little adventure uh yeah. you guys seemed like uh, you were a little directionless last time after after we wrapped up the episode and so i, I felt bad i was like i was kind of sad no oh. i mean Alaron's ready to go he you know he was marching um, forward yeah, he delivered his what he needed to deliver. Actually, helped uh, the kingdom out with the householders. So, yeah, you know, I made this big mission accomplished banner. It looks great. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of the campaign, and our nice promotion with game science is over. No, just kidding. Uh, the promotion with game science will go on for the rest of this campaign, as you guys know, and you can enter into this every week because we will be giving away the actual dice that we use in that episode. And uh, as long as you uh, go to dungeonpatrol.com slash dice and submit uh, your information to that form, um, we will enter you into the drawing, uh, assuming you get that in before 7 p.m. Central Time on the Saturday following the episode's release. So you have almost a whole week to get online and submit your entry at dungeonpatrol.com slash dice. And if you're not lucky, like some of us, and I'm including myself in that, uh, you can always go to gamescience.com and use our handy-dandy code to get 10% off any order of $20 or more. And if you haven't been there, all of these dice that we're using, they're beautiful. They roll extremely well. And you can go there and customize your own. Choose your own ink colors. You know, pick your dice colors. It's it's great. So go there, get 10% off by using the code 39DP19A. And make sure you do that. It helps out Game Science. And we thank them a ton for making this whole promotion possible. And we hope some of you guys win our dice. We're excited about that. Uh, we'll probably throw in some other goodies, too. Um, if you happen to be one of the lucky winners, uh, some stickers, a button or two, maybe, uh, you know, uh, Aleron's credit card number, uh, that might be there. Who knows? That's actually your credit card number, Jerry. So be careful. <laughs> Hold you bet, Aleron. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like to add a note just on the game science, uh, dice. These are really, I mean, they roll really well. I used them last time. I'm very impressed with their lightweight, but yet they roll really well. The feel to them, um, you know, they're not just drop it and stop it. Yeah. Um, they are, there are 
untumbled dice. So which means that through the process, you have those rounded edges from a lot of different brands and that can change the actual accuracy of the randomness of the dice. And these are nice and balanced because they don't go through the tumbling process. But because of that, they do have molding spots on them because when they take them out of the mold, they don't, those are not tumbled out. Yeah. So you can do those that you can, there are ways to kind of get those down at home. Um, I think that if you contact them, they also have some suggestions to how to try to smooth them out, but it's more aesthetic than anything. It's more of a superficial. It does not affect the role at all, but these I'm very impressed. I love dice and I'm very impressed with their dice. Yeah, I am too. And I, I have never seen anything like them. I didn't know you could get such a thing until, you know, I started looking around on the internet looking for the best, most accurate dice mm-hmm. because I felt like that was probably why my luck was so rotten. Sure. It um, all comes down to that, right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, game science kept coming up as, you know, the place uh, where people went to get uh, high quality, very accurate dice. And I will say, I, I'm not just saying this uh, to be uh, friendly to them. Uh, I'm saying this because uh, I really do like the dice and they look amazing. And, and Thora's got some pretty dice today. Yeah. Yeah, they're beautiful. Thora uh, picked out her dice for this episode. What are you, what are you using today? Um, I can't remember. They're blue. Azure with Azure, gold. Azure, is that what I they're called? I know because I want them. <laughs> Azure personally. with they're gold. Taste, and yeah. they are beautiful. You can make up a profile online. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Like Taylor for dice. Rules. Tinder for dice. Why don't we oh, do that? There you go. <laughs> Screw this podcast thing. I just came up with Tinder for <laughs> dice. Um, yeah, this is uh, somebody I hope makes Tinder for dice because uh, you know I'll get a big shout out. I'm sure for that. Uh, so yeah, last time you guys went through uh, uh, basically wiped out the householders. You know those uh, super racist scuzzbags that were you know hanging out. Uh, were founded in old home, um, found their secret, you know, member registry and, uh, Vito gave it to Vito and he deciphered it and they're, you know, basically ancient history by now. And you guys are going to go into town, I believe, uh, after speaking at length with Vito, a very chatty guy for a spy master, right? Bless you there, sir. Thank you. Um, and uh, so you guys were going to go into town and buy some things, and I think you did. Uh, you found a couple of potions and a couple of bags that Thora wanted. Um, and that was about it, I think, right? And some leather straps for oh, me. Oh, leather straps, because you were going to repair that dagger in yep. your spare time. Um, I was before the, the meetup at the pub and i'm sure that we're going to just enjoy some liquor um i was going to check out the orphanage you said it was the maiden's blush, blush. so it's a it's the tavern that's slash a, inn where yeah. oh, i'm sorry yeah, yeah okay we have your parents that's uh, where you they think were killed. killed yeah outside of there um that's a bit of the information that's you learned i remember last episode yeah yeah you, you don't like there was an orphanage thing but you don't remember like where, where it was, was. that exactly yeah, they we, changed so much. It's so much. It's changed since I know. Last. We walked around the city. It's like, right. oh well. It's like that Chili's wasn't there before. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Um, so you guys are done shopping. Spent some time doing that. Saw the sights. Uh, you know where the Maiden's Blush is at. Um, you can go there if you want. Uh, I mean, 
It's a tavern. Doesn't take too much prompting. <laughs> and so you guys head there, and you walk into the Maiden's Blush, and and this is uh, it's in a, a less um, well-to-do part of town. I mean, this is you know near the docks. Uh, gets a lot of traffic from you know very uh, salt of the earth type uh, people and and uh, sailors and stuff. Um, so it's more of a rough and tumble area, but this actually is in much better shape. You know, somebody really takes care of this place and, um, and it shows, uh, so it's in better shape than the stone cups, uh, was, you know, obviously no bodies on the floor. So that helps Yep. no flaming skulls in the basement. And, uh, so we know of, <laughs> you haven't checked it out yet, but you walk in and it's, uh, it's fairly crowded. Uh, there are tables around the outskirts, uh, a couple in the middle and, uh, you see an older, uh, lady, uh, probably in her, you know, looks like she could be in her seventies, um, working away behind the counter. Um, she's looks very kind of gnarled, um, but active and alert and really paying attention to our customers, and uh, she seems to be the the only one working right now. Oh, mm. and there's lots of people. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, I will, I will greet her. Hello, lady. <laughs> <laughs> what can I help you with? She doesn't have a name tag on. I take it. <laughs> no, yeah, I didn't see one. Um, I you you seem very busy. Can I help you? Oh, you know, that girl didn't show up again today. What what can I get for you? Well, no, I I, I have two hands. I can help. Uh, you, are you looking for a job? Uh, no, just to help. Uh, well, you know, I, I, I think I have it covered. I just have to keep the drinks flowing to keep the, this lot happy. But uh, why don't you have a seat, young lady, and I'll, oh. I'll get you something. Okay. Grab a, grab a table in the on the periphery. Is it okay <laughs> that I have my goat here? <laughs> <laughs> I have a strict no pets policy, but he he looks like a well behaved beast. You set her up by asking if she could get she could help, and then you asked if I could have an animal. Can nice. I have my goat? Do you have any food? Uh not not right now. Hopefully, someone will be in shortly. I, I've I've got someone out trying to find that girl, and, Go and for things it, will be. Show. Do it. Do it. Well, oh. She already turned me down. <laughs> He's a very good cook. Yeah. He's like, really? Uh, well, I, I can't pay you much, but I, I will feed you and, and, and your friends here if if you can whip something up. Uh, they're going to get uh, anxious here in a minute. Uh, okay. Give him a chopped basket. <laughs> All so, right, I got see this. See what he makes out of it. <laughs> so uh, she uh, <laughs> shows you back to the, the kitchen area, and, uh, you know, there's an assortment of... Uh, you know, produce and meats and things there ready to go. Um, you can, uh, you know, it looks like she got things prepped and, you know, just kind of left it where it was. Um, and, uh, somebody, somebody didn't show up to work today. So do you need a sous chef? Uh, it looks like that's taken care of. All right. Well, okay. nobody wants I like my beef, quote unquote, uh, rare. <laughs> Everybody's a good day. Go sit down. Get your drink, little man. Um, as you start going back there, um, you know, you hear her like exclaim, Hey, where where have you been, girl? Get back there. And so uh, a younger, youngish girl comes walking into the uh, to the establishment and looks very, 
you know, uh, blushing furiously and weaving through the tables and runs back and uh, puts on an apron and goes back in the kitchen and starts preparing the food. And, you know, she's happy if you want to stay. Um, yeah, actually he will once he sees her. Okay. So you guys can start whipping up food. I'm cool show. <laughs> Here we go again. He's got his two blades. <laughs> Uh, so you guys get to know each other uh, over over the meal you're preparing. What uh, is your name? Uh, Marjorie, sir. Thank you. Are you the blushing maiden? Uh, oh, wow. Uh, no, not really. <laughs> I didn't have any of this uh, planned out. So All the better. <laughs> Jerry, it's just flirting. Just act normal. I, I am blushing now, so... Anytime you can make the dear man comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the rest of you are sitting down while Cole Show whips up the meal. Oh, yes. Uh, Charm her with my culinary skills. Oh, yeah. She's going to be uh, pretty dazzled. Um, and actually, after you guys uh, uh, get done, she's going to, you know, thank you and kind of uh, do a little curtsy. And she blushes again. And then she runs out and... Um, starts helping with the serve the drinks and things and bringing food to people all right he'll come out and it's all about the right ratio of seasonings <laughs> um all right it's not about the size of your spice cabinet <laughs> <laughs> it's how well you use it uh well, that's a good cooking tip there mm. from Cole show so we're in a shadowy corner <laughs> yes. i guess so yes, we are. That's that's Al Ron's preference Al Ron's preferred yeah, um, just want to be able to see the door, all the entrances. Yeah, so after after a while, you know, the the place kind of calms down. People are getting their food. the The young girl is, you know, making her way and bringing drinks to people. So it gets a uh, gets a little quieter, and you guys are enjoying your meal. Thank you, Cull Show. Yeah, Some this drinks, is delicious. and uh, the uh, lady, kind of uh, the older lady comes hobbling over uh, to you and it's like, well, was there something else I could help you with? Not me. All I right. just wanted to drink and some food. Oh, but we're here for a reason, I'm sure. All right, yes, yeah. you. So, um... <laughs> I don't know how to curse this. Um... You, you're thinking about yeah, something? Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to... Let me... Give me some thought on it. Uh, how long have you worked there, ma'am? Yeah, small talk. Uh, almost my entire life. Oh, okay. that's so a... you were here like 30 years ago. Uh, yes, most definitely. Do you remember uh, the incident, the tragedy of the young halfling couple that was, um, I guess for lack of a better word, murdered? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Outside near here. Oh, oh my, my, yes, I, I do remember them. What what were their names? It's been so long. Bodhi? Yes. And Gudrun? Yes. Brizzle something? Born. Brizzle born. Brizzle bomb. This ale is <laughs> strong. Yeah. Um, so she's like, yes, yes, I, I do remember such a tragedy. Those, those poor poor young things i i'm just i can't believe it happened right here i just it's still to this day it's just so 
so raw. Were they me. troublemakers? Did they ever come in here and? Oh no, they they stayed here uh, with me for probably a month or more, mm-hmm. and they were. I'll be honest, I I just inherited the place and took it over, and I was trying to run it, you know, by myself, and I was a little overwhelmed, and and they were the the people that kept me going. They were so nice to me. And uh do they have any guests that come to visit them? Uh no. Wait a minute. Bernie? Little Bernie, is that you? Uh yeah, yeah, I guess no one's called me that since I was a little <laughs> li- little 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 boy. <laughs> I don't know what a halfling little boy is. Yeah. It's not a little boy. It's uh so she she uh she starts to tear up. Um, she's looking at you. I'm going to start tearing up now, too. Yeah, yeah, she's like grabbing your cheeks and stuff. And, you know, she's uh, she's trembling and just uh, completely a wreck now. And I remember her name was? Her name, <laughs> if you ask her, is uh, Thesia Bellwise. And she is the owner of the Maiden's Blush. And um, she... Um, she will tell you that uh yes she was she was close for that that short period of time your parents stayed here and uh that uh you actually uh were left in her care oh um yep. i vaguely remember that i probably would have been like 3 a human 3 but yeah. i mean that was still a child for me yeah they so, yeah. they were, i don't remember much about that you were tagging along with them um, and, uh, such a quiet lad at the time. Um, <laughs> that's hard to believe. <laughs> it is. He's making up for, I was a butterfly at first. I was just a cocoon. And then, <laughs> um, she's like, I'm, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry about your parents. And I'm sorry that I didn't take better care of you. You know, your it's parents, okay. you did your best. Your parents came in one night and, and they were quite alarmed because they felt that someone was following them. Uh, they were worried about you, and, and they gave me uh, some gold. And uh, they told me that if anything should happen to you, that, that I was to take care of you and, and make sure that you made it back uh, to, your, uh, to your kin. And uh, I, I, you were here, and I was so busy with the place. And, and then one day you were just gone. I, I don't know what happened. I guess you ran away? I don't know. I must have, could have been lost. I ended up in the orphanage here in town. Oh, no. And then I, uh, for some reason, uh, you know, they don't, I got old enough to wear they on your own. So I was like 13, you know, and they gave me uh, some, a new set of uh, clothes and a couple silver and said, we don't have room for you. And I understood, of course. And then I went off to the Ashmore Forest to, to find a, a clan. She, uh, she's like, I, I, I looked at the temple. Uh, you know, I went to the uh, temple of Ilo and I looked for you. Uh, that's usually the first place, you know, orphans end up. And they asked me for a donation and I, I gave them all the gold your parents had left me, you know, and they said they would keep an eye out for you. And Well done. <laughs> I never heard back. <laughs> I, funny, I, I never saw that gold. I wonder what well that is now done. with interest. <laughs> well, I'm glad that I could reconnect with you. I, I found out who was following them. 
Oh, and you did. Rest assured, I I will make it right. I, I'm happy to hear that, but please, please take care of yourself. I mean, I, I haven't had any family myself, and, you know, even though we only spent a short time together, I, I still feel in, indebted to your family. And that, wait, that reminds me, they, they left something else for you. Uh, one second, I'll see if I can find it. So she totters back to behind oh, the bar. Really sweet. That and, seems uh, like you could have a, uh, a new home here. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like I found an aunt. Yeah. You could inherit this mom. place. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Bjorn's blush. Yeah. <laughs> so she comes back a while later, and uh, and she has this wooden, appears to be some kind of scroll tube. Okay. And she's like, you know, I, I promise you, I, I didn't open it. Uh, I don't know what's inside, but they told me it was important that you took it. You know, when you came of age, I was supposed to give this to you. And I just, when you disappeared, I, I just had no idea. I, I guess I, I'm glad I hung on to it, though. Here here you go. Okay, I will take it. And I will, I will, I will apologize. I'm sorry if I worried you when I, I ran off. I It was... Nothing personal. I was a young boy, and I don't even remember much of it. I just knew I was scared. I, I can't blame you for that. Your parents were such dear people. And here I am. I'm alive and healthy. Yeah, and she uh, smiles and pinches your cheek, you know, again, and like, yes, you are so <laughs> big. <laughs> Is there anything that we can help you with? Oh, I, you know, if you can help. Help these girls show up on time. That would that would be great. But no, no, I'm I'm just uh, old woman now, trying to make my way in this crazy world. <laughs> um, is there so? There's is there anything new? You hear lots of stories. I'm sure everybody comes in here. Is there anything um, that concerns you that's going through whispering through? Through yeah, town, through the you know. Besides the civil war, yeah, yeah, it's mostly about the 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 war it's and small potatoes. She she heard about some terrible terrible thing that happened at the Stone Cups Tavern, yeah, across town, and you know that sounded like a messy business. Well, you and, need to be safe then yourself. And I go, oh, yes, yes, I definitely do. I I take care of the place, and most of my regular patrons they they look out for me, and that that helps. Well, here's my beeper number if you ever... Okay, well, I'm going to look at the scroll. So she encourages you to follow up with her if you find anything about your parents. She oh, would, I will. She would like to get some revenge, too. Uh, you open the scroll, and um, you know you pull the scroll out of the tube, and it looks like it's, you know, hasn't been touched. Uh, like it's... Uh, you know, brand new, you know, it's at least 35 plus years old. And there's a very short note on it. Most of it is taken up by what appears to be signatures of a variety of people. Um, And it simply says, we, the council of elders for the Ghostwise Hin, do hereby appoint the bearers of this note as our emissaries to the summer moot. Please grant them the fellowship that has long been denied, and let this summer mark the end of our feud. And then the rest is full of signatures. Elders, ghost-wise? Yep. The, the elders of the ghost-wise 
halflings. Yep. And summer's moot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know the summer moot is the big gathering of halflings that right. occurs um, elsewhere in the kingdom. And that's what you know. All right. I will tuck this inside my cloak and... So, I guess I mean it. It's something. It's from. Uh, I mean the. It's pertaining to my, my my halfling people of my Ghostwise clan. There we we most halflings. We were clan people more in the Ghostwise. That's um, that's my type of halfling I am. And so this is basically, from what I can understand, is this is I'm representing this clan. Yep. You sure are. When I, and, and when I go to the summer booth. <laughs> what a good job you're doing, yes. too. <laughs> well, you know, my name goes around. And when I, I'm guessing when I come to the summer's moot, it's going to be, um, this is my invitation. So, so you don't think in 30 years that the Ghostwise haven't reached out to the summer's moot? Well, it happens been more waiting? than once, yeah. I mean, right. So, um, so I borrowed this a little bit from uh, some of the other earlier work on the halflings and... Uh, the uh, ghost wars between the different halfling yep. types of halfling happened. Um, and the same thing happened in this world. And so the ghost-wise halflings uh, are basically unheard of uh, in this kingdom. And Bjorn is the sole representative wandering around, whether he knew it or not. So wait, is he the last of the... Shrug. The last ghost wise. Um, so his uh, he uh, he doesn't really know yeah. where his uh, you know, people might be, but uh, apparently the feud between the halflings was about to be um, over, uh, and your parents were sent as representatives to the summer moot to heal those uh, old wounds and bring all of the halflings back together, which a and bunch of racist psychos probably would not want. Yeah, mm. I didn't know much about my family history. I was very young, and so I was not taught because in the orphanage they were they didn't teach halfling you know, yeah. history. So, And now you know you kind of yeah. grew up in uh, you know a, a shrine of Ilo, sort of like your pal there, your compadre. Oh. And Elrond looks really happy about that. Dang it. He looks jazzed. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Tied down to something. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what you learn. Uh, cool. Your parents were on a mission. And, you know, knowing what you know about Ghostwise, they're very reclusive. Right. Uh, very reclusive types. And they may have assumed the worst. You don't know if others had reached out. If the rift between them has ever been resolved, you have no idea, but you have this note and you kind of know what they were up to and someone wanted to stop them. Okay. And you know who that person is. Yes, that's right. I mean, it, it all comes together now. The pieces are falling and thank you for explaining that. That's, yeah. yeah. Uh, you would have figured it out. Yeah, I'm sure I would have. But Yeah. Um, so sitting, eating, drinking. Getting pinched on the cheek by a nice little old lady. So, it seems that you've been protected by the shadow of Ilo after all. I wouldn't even know what that is. I thought I was just good at stuff. 
It means you were taken under his cloak and given tools to survive in this world. So you're welcome. That's one way of looking at it. <laughs> I was, yeah. I, I always felt that it was, you know, the guard that kind of brought me up. Um, but it wasn't. You were in an orphanage in the Temple of Ilo. So would I know? I would know that temple. It you. I mean, we can find that temple. Yeah. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could probably find it, and uh, you could go check it out if you wanted. Um, I don't know uh, what you would hope to find there. Uh, you know that they probably took your gold, uh, or your family's gold. Yeah. Uh, sounds like them, right? It's been spent. Elrond's <laughs> thirty just years ago. Smiling the whole time. Uh, so yeah. Uh, are there? We're really close to the forest. Is there any? Do I see any of the Verdant kind of? Because when they come, they'll come into town every so often. Yes. They you they're definitely they'll they look like rangers that have not washed themselves from leaves and mud and berries for a while. So yeah. Yeah. Do I really notice them walking throughout? Um, not really. Okay. I mean, with all of the activity in town, yeah. um, if they're out there, they're probably, and you know from your travel so far that uh, there are lots of uh, things crawling around in the We just don't really see eye to eye anymore. With the the rangers, the yeah. wardens, or the Burden League, yeah. League, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you had your time with them. That's still your thing. That's how I believe I was. I did not know Ilo was looking over my shoulder in a shoulder kind of looking over way. I don't know if I, how I should feel about that. I'm still struggling with those feelings <laughs> of where I came from. Uh, Do you remember like any of this? I was, I mean, I remember going to the orphanage, but I was like three when this happened. So I remember a little bit, but you know how, I mean, people... Forget things be uh, for purpose sometimes, you know. Maybe they were the first bad thing I remember is like being picked on in the orphanage. I remember a little bit of my parents, like their face, you know, them laughing and playing with me. But I don't remember much about this woman taking care of me at all. And I just remember that. And then I remember, you know, when I was around thirteen, leaving for the forest and running off into the forest. But mm-hmm. I don't really remember much about my parents besides that. I remember the orphanage and being picked on all the time by yeah. bigger kids. Mm. That's sad. Anything to say as a duly appointed representative of ILO um, about that? So does that mean I have to follow him now? Well, I'm just surprised you weren't taught more about the teachings of ILO being raised in his temple. It's possible. I mean, I, I guess... It was a, the orphanage was not a good place for me because of my stature and I didn't see it as a pleasant, welcoming place. That might have changed my viewpoint on, on if they were following Ilo, why? And the, the mothers did nothing or, you know, the, did nothing to stop it. It doesn't sound like a very loving, uh, uh, God to serve. Well, I think it was because I was so different, you know, and, and. There's not many halflings that just roam around, and especially being halfling orphan, orphan, it's it's even twice as worse because kids take advantage of 
you being extra small. Yeah. And probably the fact that you're speaking to the other kids in their minds might uh, have something to do with... <laughs> might the... have creeped them the hell out. <laughs> That's very true. It oh, is... does that not fit? I those teasings. <laughs> it is disconcerting. Out. Um, yeah. So time goes by as you reminisce and think about your past and all that's happened. Um, and you, you maybe you feel drawn to Ilo now or curious Poss- about it. I am very more curious about how I tie in with, like, has he been affecting my choices? I mean, not even knowing it. Maybe. What do you think, Aileron? I don't think Ilo really, you know, has a hand on your wheel, so to speak. Okay. <laughs> you get to choose where you go. Sure. Yeah. That's kind of his thing. So Ilo doesn't bless people? Of course he blesses people. With what? With survival, with protection. So that's what I do, though. Exactly. Wow. Ah. I have no time for that. <laughs> Well, do okay. you believe in the gods? Ah, uh, I don't know. They've never done anything for me. And you believe in the gods, Thora? Yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah. So I not follow Ilo. Before we get into a big uh, philo- right, theological, <laughs> theological discussion, here, discussion. <laughs> which which right now Alaron is loving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so time passes, and you guys, uh, uh, you know. Again, talk with Thesia and uh, catch up a little bit. You get to understand that you only really spent a, a very short period of time with her, you know, because she was busy trying to take over her family's uh, tavern. And um, but she does feel bad about it. She wants you to stay in touch. She feels very attached to you and your family because of what happened. And now it's dark, and you guys have wasted the whole day shopping and reminiscing. What you gonna do now? And arguing theology. Yeah. <laughs> and drinking. <laughs> and drinking. Over good ale, yeah. Flirting with Marjorie. Is that wrong, having good discussion over good ale? It's good food? Yeah, that works. Worst ways to spend the time, I will say that. Not all of us were flirting with the help. I wanted to clarify that. Yeah. He's got uh, one good winking eye, and he's just going <laughs> to use that. You're, you're endangering yourself. Well, he looks like Jason Momoa. You know, he's got some <laughs> things working for him, okay? <laughs> uh, so you guys can head back to the Citadel unless there's something else you wanted to do. I mean, I don't know. We don't really have a good direction right now. Yeah, no. I really don't even know where to go from here. No, mm-hmm. my friends, I'm I'm like to head back to Falling Water at I want to talk to someone who knows more about Scornsby and like how I can hunt him down. So Elrond, you were talking about going back to Falling Water? Yeah. And Sorry. you you're gonna hunt down Scornsby? Yep. So this this might be the end of the party. Right? Everyone's oh, we had a good run. Yeah, good job. And uh so yeah, that's the end of episode twenty six, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Listening. Uh, we see we did ya. our best. Yeah. Um so yeah, you're kind of at a, a crux of, uh, you know, some some opportunities here and people are starting to feel a little weird about it, as we noted uh, after last episode. So um, you can go back to the Citadel, rest, sleep on it, maybe part ways the next day. Who knows? What are you thinking? Thora? Thora does not know. She is... She is feeling, I'm feeling very uh, conflicted because I was supposed to be looking for this boy and I have not seen this boy and I thought that I would have seen this boy by now. Oh, the boy from your dream. Yes. 
Yeah. And there's been no other signs. So you're you're eager to kind of find your sister then. Yes. Yeah. I thought I thought that Fianola would give me more signs at this point. Mm-hmm. But there has been nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And everyone has kind of a, like a thing, but you know, that's might be a good unless something else comes up. Who knows? You are welcome to come with me to Falling Water and seek visions there in the temple. I I mean, I have nothing else to do, I guess so. All right. So, resting up. Yeah, my belly is full of food in in ale, and I'm going to sleep this one off. Yeah, it's kind of sad, man. Uh, This is like when uh, Samwise and Frodo split off from the rest of the group, and everyone's all sad about it. Uh, So you guys go back to the Citadel, and you're... You know, full of food and reminiscing and kind of mulling over your own problems. Um, and there's a knock on the door. Okay. <laughs> I pull my daggers. <laughs> okay. I'll um, go and open the door. And you open the door and it's uh, Luggy. Luggy's hey, there. Luggy. Hey, Luggy. Like, hey, guys. Come in, Luggy. And uh, Luggy's all excited to see you. And he's like... He's like, oh, you, you, I hope you're not sleeping. You, you got to come with me. Um, uh, the queen wants a private audience with you. Um, and, uh, you know, now's, now's the time. I, I mean, she's really eager to hear more about what, what's happened. So come with me. I'll, I'll, I'll take you to her. What's happened? Okay. So you're going to follow her? I will go. Yes. I, I like Luggy. Luggy's nice. I go with him. Okay. So I'm curious. Luggy takes you uh, through, you know, the Citadel, gets you through the, um, you know, takes you past the uh, Long Sales Hall where you first uh, met them uh, to a stairway, brings you up the stairway. The whole time he's talking about how he's, you know, you guys kick so much butt, you know, and you have done so much good stuff. And he's really hoping that Redthorn will let him go on a mission and really you know, do something meaningful and, you know, take Scornsby out, you know, and he's all, you know, got that very youthful kind of uh, energy there. And, and so you're listening to him talk and he brings you up to the top of the stairs and you can see a, a uh, pair of doors up ahead of you. And there is a, um, a uh, couple of guards outside of these doors uh, one of them you recognize as a queen's companion wearing the blue tabard with the golden fist on it, you know, over the shining plate armor, you know, looking very regal and uh, majestic. And the person on the right is uh, is a woman who has been horribly scarred in a number of ways. Um, she has like this permanent snarl on her face from one of her scars and she looks like somebody you don't want to mess with. And she has her hair braided and pulled straight back. And she's wearing the uh, red leather armor of the Red Wolves. Ah. So you've got one of each, you know, one of uh, Skellid's men guarding the queen, one of Redthorn's men. And you could tell, you know, that this is obviously still a a bit of contention between the two men. And uh, as you walk towards them, uh, with Luggy leading... Uh, leading you along, uh, the uh, woman uh, quickly grabs the door, you know, assesses you first, grabs the door, opens it, 
and you guys walk in and I will put that on your map now, perhaps. And that's what you see. You are now in the queen's chambers and there is a uh, sitting room as you enter uh, with a little couch and a table and a fireplace and a hallway that leads down um, past some other rooms and Luggy will just march you straight forward down that hall. Oh. While we're walking, I say to Luggy just real quick, hey, hey Luggy, I got a job for you. So you really are fond of our little group we have here, right? Uh, oh, yes. We don't have a name for our, and we need a name so the bards could know what to call us in their song. So my job, your job is to come up with a name for our group. <laughs> All right. Sounds like a fun job, right? You guys should join the Red Wolves. We're cool. Mm, kind of like our own kind of thing <laughs> right now. And oh, I, I get it. Yeah, you guys have kind of made a name for yourselves already. What is that name? I like the Queen's Horseman. Queen, Queen's Horseman? All right. What? Really, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Attached <laughs> to the Queen's Horseman. Are the Queen's Wolves or? Okay, I shush now. <laughs> maybe maybe fi- maybe our followers and can can come up with something. Oh, uh, the listeners? You want the listeners to weigh in? And... Well, I'm just saying, I mean, can maybe, you know, Luggy be our conduit? Sure. Yeah. yeah. If anyone has any ideas out there for what, uh, what the party no should ideas. call themselves as they uh, split up and go their separate ways. <laughs> um, well, just something to remember us by. <laughs> I just do not think Kulsho should be the one who names us. <laughs> that was... <laughs> You're no. still... Obviously. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried to tell you I was part of my wolf pack, and nobody was very embracing of that. And I've just uh, let it go now. Yeah, it's it's he's had a rough uh, rough day. Um, so <laughs> you go. Uh, Luggy leads you into uh, this other uh, room, and uh, and you see some tables, some chairs, um, you know, a desk, a fireplace at the far end. Uh, it's a big circular space. Uh, there are maps and uh, scrolls all over the place. Obviously, they've been using this. Uh, excuse me, using this as kind of their war room for a while, um, and uh, uh, you know, doing a lot of planning and plotting. You know, of the war that's uh, about to come, and um, the queen is standing there by the fireplace. And you can see that her hands are kind of, uh, or her elbows are in her hands as if she's in deep thought or perhaps warding off a chill. Uh, Florenza's there as well. She looks pensive like the queen, um, but she does manage to smile as you guys and Luggy walk into the room. And so they turn to face you. Um, and uh, the queen is like, thank you for coming. I appreciate you taking the time to meet with me in such a late hour. I, I do a deep curtsy and, and say, of course, my queen. I'm like, ah, oh, thank you. Um, again, I've, I've been worried about uh, all that's happening and, 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 you know, it's so hard to find time to uh, take in new information when that, that seems like my whole day. You know, I have people telling me that, uh, you know, I have the best knights in the land, you know, at my service, you know, the best swordsman, Hubert Morning, you know, 
Belran Fortrain, Tyrosa Dane, all famous names, um, people that, you know, you don't want to trifle with. I have great generals too, you know, Redthorn, as people know him. He's got quite a reputation. And Skellid, I mean, the leader of the Companions. Um, no one has as much training and experience as he has, and they're all on my side, yet I'm told that there's no way I can win this war. And I'm kind of at a loss, but I'm, I'm here to listen to your questions and hopefully to do something for you that uh, you obviously have earned. And, Sweet. Yeah. So at that, you see Florenza kind of hand over the uh, commendations that you got from the uh, her mother, the lady falling water. And um, so the queen's looking at them and and she's like, your your deeds are remarkable. And uh, from what we've heard there, this is this doesn't cover all of it. And, um, you know, and you, you must understand my initial reaction. I have I have so many lords and ladies, you know, who suddenly found that their favorite squire or their, you know, a uh, uh, friend who has happened to be a foot soldier, you know, suddenly did some great deed to become knighted. You know, every lord and lady that's that serves me is, is scrambling to, you know, show up by my side with the most knights um, to take into battle. And, but uh, the lady falling water is not like that. She's not a prideful woman, and she would not make this request of me in, unless it was deserved. So, I uh, I give you the option. You are free people, and you can choose to swear to a lord or lady of your choice, um, or to myself if you want. And I will grant your commendation on the morrow. That is, I don't even know what to say about that. So, what, is, what exactly does that entail? Um, you would uh, basically, you know, some of you may have ties to other people, like you know, Falling Water for Aleron. Maybe you're more tied to someone down south, you know. Maybe Skellid, you know, looking at you, Cull Show. I don't know. Uh, I really know him. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of up to you. Uh, but uh, normally you would have a someone above you that you were kind of uh, you know would give your oath of fealty to. Mm. <laughs> and Elrond has major I've, problems. I've sworn my fealty to a god. Yeah. Yep. That comes before all oaths. Yes, and she she understands that. And uh, you guys also have your own your own issues, so it's it's kind of a loose affiliation. Have to think about that. Yeah. I do have one question. So you're the queen, and, and, just one. And uh, I was just <laughs> wondering if you talked about knighthood. I think Sir Bjorn Rizlbaum just rolls off the tongue. It does have a ring to it, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, that would, of course, mean that I'd bend the knee to you in in service in in ways, as far as you know, helping you with your grow your kingdom. Um, if if that would be the, you know, I return. I will take all the help I can get, um, young young sir. 
Um, and she, she seems, you know, kind of, she has a smile on her face now and she's like, you are all welcome to swear your oaths to me. I, I will not hold you to anything that, that you are unwilling to do yourselves. And, um, I will not ask much of you. Um, the time that is, this coming, it, it looks bleak for us. And, um, but I want to give you what I can now while I still have some power. So uh, why are, uh, who is saying that you cannot win and why? Um, so she'll tell you that, uh, you know, the spies, Vito spies, uh, her generals, you know, the basically Redthorn and Skellid, they, it sounds like Scornsby has hired he has his own forces, obviously, that he commands, but he's also hired lots of mercenaries out of Drummondor and Corumbrae. And so he has a massive force that even though she commands the most noble knights and the best trained, you know, armies that Ashmore can muster, you know, they are just um, not enough in number to overcome this huge advantage that Scornsby seems to have and where he's getting all this money and where he's getting all this support is a mystery, but she is, you know, obviously kind of down in the dumps, you know, she's going to fight, but, uh, she doesn't really hold out a whole lot of hope and you can kind of see it. It's late and, you know, you can kind of tell, you could read the mood as you walked in that they were both very, you know, thoughtful. Hmm. Yeah. So if you want to, you can, you know, just tell her that, you know, you'd swear to her. She's not going to hold you too much. Uh, you know, or you could say you were going to swear to Redthorn if you wanted to, or Lady Falling Water, Florenza, or her mother, or whoever you want. So are is are these is Redthorn? Are they all just taking off on abandoning her then? No, no, okay. no. Well, the, she wants to. You want to win the war? Oh yes, very much so. And you need people behind you that want to win the war as well. That does help. Yes, right. <laughs> so it doesn't sound like they're very uh, driven. They're they're driven by doubt. Uh, Are they being realist? I, I being yes, realist. there's so. not a lot that has given us hope recently. So we have to disrupt his money flow and exactly. get rid of his mercenaries. That's right. Help that his bot is not strong help. Yeah. So it is a question of ending the pay and then the problem. Pretty much takes care of itself. Well, my queen... I and my brethren do not care for war. It endangers too many of us. So we would like to see a quick end to this difficulty. I I wish that were possible. And I will do what I can to make that happen. I will pledge my sword to you, queen. Wow, really? Look at that. I'm bending the knee in return of a knighthood, you know. Okay. That's the return. But, and also, I'll take care of Scornsby for you. 
<laughs> okay. And she smiles again and she's she's like I'm well, not joking. Yeah. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. I'm being really serious right now. Right. Um Why is everybody laughing I will not me rest until, <laughs> and I will not rest until Larchwood's head is on a bike. I I wish, you know, you didn't have to make such promises for me, but I I I want you to know they are very much appreciated. All, all of the help you have offered to give uh, really everyone who has done what they have so far to support me and and my family it's it's overwhelming at times and I will gladly take the both of you into my service and um, if there's anything I can do before tomorrow please let me know <laughs> uh, yeah it's also a little personal for me as well too just to let you know it's not all so I too it will will pledge to you, Queen. Oh, wow. Okay. But, um, Kalsho, now that you have pledged your service to the Queen, is there anything else that you need to take care of? <laughs> I will look at you awkwardly. Oh. Oh. <clears throat> Does this have to do with the coin you were supposed to give to the Queen? We will all turn and stare at his crotch. <laughs> I'm used to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. And say, aren't you supposed to give her something? No, that's wrong timing. Yes, my queen. Then I must apparently must part ways with something I become oddly attached to. All right. <laughs> and he will unceremoniously unceremon- stick his hand on his pants. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and shuffle around. <laughs> Uh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> and pull out a coin, which he will kind of wipe off. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, <my>. So gross. <laughs> this was given to me by a peculiar wizard who said that he had messages for you. I have found that his messages have been altogether useless thus far. Okay, uh, so. I've spent many uh, late evenings speaking into it, but nothing useful has come back. All right. So she. I present to you the coin. She takes the coin and uh, she's like looking at it, you know, and kind that's of flipping face. it around. That's his face on it. That's his face. And she's like, interesting, very interesting. And at that moment, all of a sudden you hear uh, Gundry's voice come through the coin. Of course. My queen, beware, my queen, beware. And she like looks alarmed and then... You hear bootsteps in the hall. And as you look down the hall, you make out a hulking form that you recognize as Harrigan Larchwood. Yes! <laughs> and, My sword is coming out immediately. <laughs> and you hear Florenza scream, Harry, no! And uh, he is laughing already, has a smile on his face. And um, he has friends uh, with him. And you guys can chat amongst yourself as I sort these friends out and get them on the right uh, layer here. Oh, dear. Okay, we're in a dead end, and we're being approached by a strong force. This seems like a trap. Uh, It's not a good place to be. I will tell you that. Um, and Dude, he's he, laughing, huh? He is laughing. Well, <sighs> he is, um, 
Oh, shoot. So and clearly somebody on the inside has betrayed the queen. That is a very astute observation. It's Steve. It better not be Luggy. Steve. <laughs> it's not it. Luggy. Um, so Luggy's going to fight with us now. Yep. Yeah, you see uh, Luggy, he is has already placed himself in front of the queen. Uh, he reacted very quickly, and uh, Larchwood and his goons uh, kind of uh, start to uh, approach you as they enter this circular room, and uh, he still has this grin on his face, and he winks at uh, uh, Falling Water, and... Um, it's time to roll some initiative. He winks too, huh? Yep. What a creep. Oh, yes. Did you do something good? Mm-hmm. Nice. Let's see. I'm going to add the bad guys, the good guys, to the turn order here, and... He got a 15. Bjorn. 20. Cull Show. 23. Nice. Wow. Thora. Five. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Aileron. 19. 19. Well, that's, that's not bad overall, though, really. And there's our order, folks. So the people in the hall that were there, they are they yeah, dead? What happened? There. Yeah, there were two guards there. You have no idea. Lady, um, Lady Snarlface and Lady Snarlface. Yeah, um, you don't know what happened to them. They they looked very capable. Um, looked like they took their job seriously. See, you can't trust anyone. Yeah, it's hard this to get good help. What I've been help. trying to say. <laughs> and uh, Larchwood is staring you down, and he pulls out this uh, fabulously decorated sword. It is uh, covered in jewels and someone gold. is compensating. Yeah, he's he's obviously like all the stuff that Florenza has told you about him. Like he is just desperate to be recognized and you know uh, put himself above everyone else around him. And uh, but uh, as he does that, Kulsho reacts a little bit quicker. So I, I, I guess the only question is, I know it was kind of dramatic as he came waltzing down the long hall. Yep. I mean, did we not have time to do anything while he was doing that? Uh, you could, you know, pull your sword, ready yourself for battle. I guess I, I would have liked to drink a potion. Uh, y- yes. I will say... In six seconds to get down the hallway, that would be basically what it take. Yeah, I'm actually looking at the carpet on the hallway, and so I was thinking you would hear the boot steps like once he got past that, so it's only about 10 or 15 feet. We're talking about maybe 20, where you would hear the boot steps and puzzle out who that is. Um, but I'll, I'll give you the potion, Shell. One quick action, since you rolled so highly on the initiative. All right. I've been saving a potion of Hill Giant straight nice. forever. For this moment. For this moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This so, is uh, getting good. I would like to quaff that, draw my sword, and just step into him saying, I've waited for this 
for I don't know how long, but you will die tonight, Largewood. For twenty six episodes, I waited. Twenty six episodes. <laughs> Some <laughs> of them went way over time too. One of us will lie on the floor in blood, and yeah. it is going to be you. And he uh, he's like, I'd like to see that. Come at me. Oh, he does the come at me, bro. Huh? He just said, come at me. <laughs> yes, he did. I will bonus action rage, and I'm just going to step in. All right. It's brimming with newfound strength. You guys have been waiting a long time for this, so I hope it's good. Just be what we're talking about. So when you're done with this, then what? <laughs> <laughs> so the way I understand, the potion of hill giant gives me a 21 strength. 21 strength, yep. So that'd be a plus. Wow, nice. Be a... 19, 20, so that'd be a plus six. So your damage six. would be plus five, so 19 and 20. I'm sorry, you know, it'd be a plus five. Plus five from that. Yep, so yeah. so you add in your attack, you plus add... Six. Oh, yeah, yep. And then your damage, too. Okay, so then with my rage, I'm doing a total of plus eight on my damage. Nice. All so, right. So, yeah, I just step in, rage, and here we go. Oh, my, now I'm nervous. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> what what was it? I rolled 19. a nineteen. Oh gosh. Uh oh that affects is that affects my to hit too. Yep. Yeah. So it's a, a plus what well, you right now you're at three, so it'd be a plus two. Add two more to your Yeah. So plus nine. So that'll be a twenty eight to hit. Definitely hits. Just barely. Just barely. Four. Let's see what kind of damage you can do there, Cull Show. Uh, so that'll be twelve damage on the first one. Oh, and another 19. <laughs> nice. nice. Uh, for 11 damage. Wow. So just two vicious strikes. Yeah, so he, he was looking all cocky, and, and you uh, lashed out at him right away, and uh, he's he's now looking um, not so cocky, uh, and, a little and, serious. And I'll shout back, protect the queen. And Bjorn, your turn. Right, so I am going to, I'm going to basically step up and uh, first shot. I'm going to shoot at him. All right. Okay. And that's a twenty-eight to hit. Uh, yeah, that'll hit. That's a. I'm not going to cast Hunter's Mark on him, and you'll know why. Interesting. I'm curious. Okay. And then, let's see. Got to collect all those dice you're going to roll to do your damage. So that is um, 11 points of damage on him. And then I'm going to then, while I'm using my bonus action, I'm reloading. I'm going to run through his space and the space right behind him and end up in the middle there you go. And attack the guy right middle behind him. Really? Okay. Yes. Interesting. And uh, so that's my bonus action. Yep. As that, it's an attack. And that is a, uh, a 13 to hit on him. Uh, that does not hit. Okay. And then my a second attack on that would be to him again. Sorry. And that will be in a 22. That will hit. 
And Matt does uh, 12 points of damage. Dang. So that was my first attack. So I get another attack because it's my first <laughs> attack again. Uh, and that is a seven, 17 to hit. Uh, no, that will not hit. That is the end of my turn. My gosh. That was crazy. And uh, Elrond, you're up. Okay. I'm going to step up here behind Cole Show and invoke the name of Ilo, summoning up the shadows all about us nice. as they begin to flit about the room, clouding the eyes and nipping at the heels of those in its radius. So within a 15 foot radius, all of my enemies are going to be slowed. So they're moving at half speed and they all need to make a wisdom save. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is spirit guardians. Uh, that is a 10 that fails. So that will be 20 points of damage (laughs) to all of them to the one that just failed that. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So that's, uh, the big guy, uh, 16. That makes it. Okay. And... The other guy, I don't know how many people are in the 15-foot range All of here. your bad guys. All of my bad guys. God dang it. 19, though. That's good. And the last guy is a 6. Okay. So the guy on the bottom, Camden is his name, in case you cared. Camden takes 14 points of damage. All right. Camden. Oops. I messed him up. Uh, Camden... Uh, is hurt, and that was pretty cool. Third level spell. Yeah, and Been so they that. they can't. Uh, their movement is cut in While half. While they're in the radius, their movement is cut in half. Nice. That Does is it pretty cool. The number of attacks they get. Or no. Just movement. Just movement. Just movement. Okay. Still, that's a decent amount of damage to a group of people. And luckily, I got a couple good rolls in there. And now it's their turn. So he is going to do. His first attack on our friend Cull Show. And that is a not going to hit. Uh, probably 15. Nope. And that one is a 23. Yeah, that hits. And that is going to be, let's see, um, that is 13 slashing damage. So cut that in half. And. Um, so seven. All right. And other guys, they're going to move up, skirt around the corner here. It's provoking attack from me. Yep. And that is Shelburne who just moved around. So he would have provoked two for me. Yep. So go ahead. Tell me who you're attacking. Well, the one who just passed me, that's provoking. All right. Um, both of those who left those, I get attacked on both. You only get one opportunity to attack. Oh, that's right. It's a reaction. Yeah. Um, I'll do the top one. Okay. Shelburne. Yep. That's a 29 to hit. That is a hit. I will do the bottom one. Okay. And that's eight points of damage. Nice. And for me, that was a 16 to hit. Uh, does not hit. Oh. Yeah. Um, and this guy... He's going to turn and face you, Bjorn, and he's going to take a swipe. And that is going to be uh, 15. That does not hit. 
and oh gosh, I'm rolling terribly. Um, that is a uh, twelve. So no. And Thora, you're up. All right, that so, mighty five. Yeah, Thora is going to take aim at Camden with a witch bolt. Nice, but is not going to hit. That's a twelve. Twelve. Did you add your plus one? I mean, it I still did. won't hit. But um, I did. Okay, so you miss with the witch bolt. Anything else you're going to do? Move or anything? I am going to. Yeah, I'm going to move back next to Luggy. All right. And like there? Like next to Luggy. There? Yes. Okay. So you are standing next to Luggy in front of the queen, basically, right now. And call show. Back to you, big guy. All right. Um, I mean, I'm aware of that guy above me. Does he look like he's going to try to run around? Uh, It does seem like that. Like he's skirting the edge of the room and trying to come back around. Or maybe he's going for Lady Falling Water. Maybe um... I'm gonna just stay focused. Well, I don't want him to go kill the queen while I'm enraged here. Um, Queen's got luggy. All right, I'm gonna focus again on Larchwood. Uh, It's only gonna be a eleven. Nope. No, and a 14. <laughs> no again. Uh, okay. Doing anything else? I will move one space up. So if that guy tries tries to run past, he'll provoke. Okay. So I'm still adjacent to Larchwood, but I want to be adjacent to Sh- Shell, whatever, Shelburne. Shelburne? Yeah. Okay. So Shelburne, you're moving up. I don't think that provokes from anyone. No, since just you're still in a space. Control. Yeah. And Bjorn, you're up. All right. So I am going to uh, use a bonus action for my Hail of Thorns. Mm-hmm. So that's going to affect the guy in front of me and Larchwood. He's within five feet of him. And so he, they need to make dexterity saving throws. Oh, my gosh. Let's see. That is a fail, I'm guessing. And that is a one, so... Both will fail? Yep. 14 was the DC. Um, did not make okay. it. Okay. So both of them will take an extra 1D10 D action because Hail of Thorns, basically, I take it up and shoot up in the air or shoot with it, my crossbow, and mm-hmm. come flying through. There's the Hail of Thorns that come from, from one of the crossbolts of uh, Hail of just... Uh, oh, thorns. Thorns. Thorns so, come raining down yeah. upon your enemies. As you fire away. So that's a 18 to hit on the guy in front of me. Directly in front. Yep. Loric. Yep. Yes, that will hit. Okay. And that does... I'm going to roll the damage separately. So there's, so that's 12 points of just damage from hit my crossbow hit. Okay. And then the second attack on him again, that's a uh, 26. Uh, yes. And... That is another uh, nine points of damage on him. Dang. And then both of them take an extra five points of damage from the Hail of Thorns. Okay. And that's my turn. All righty. And that's that. And i got to get this guy in there. And there you go. Well, that was uh, productive. Uh, so thorns come raining down in them. Crossbow bolts come striking the guy in front of you. 
Um, and you did uh, quite a bit of damage there. Alaron, you're up. <clears throat> okay, Spirit Guardians is a concentration spell, and technically in the spell it's, it says the saving throw is on their turn, but we did it on my turn last time. I don't know if we want to just keep it. Yeah, let's just keep it that way same. for now. Yeah. Okay, so they all get to make the saving throw. All right. And what was the DC again? My DC is 14. Okay. That's a fail and a make. And, and one more guy. And a fail. Okay, the first fail was nine points of damage. Okay. And that will be oh. Shelburne. And, and Larchwood made it. Another nine points of damage. And then Lorik failed. Could I make a back to the future and take a five foot step diagonally to the. Yeah, uh, sure. Sorry about that. It's not going to provoke or anything, so no big deal. And are you done, Aleron? No, that was my concentration. Oh, nice. So I'm going to use Guiding Bolt to blast Camden. Okay, Camden. He's just hiding out down there. And let's see. Inconspicuous. Range spell attack. Ooh, only an 11 to hit him. Uh, will not do it. Shoot. And I'm going to take a five foot back. Okay. So everyone's kind of uh, gravitating back Actually, towards no, the queen. I won't. I no? Won't. Yeah. Changing your mind? Mm -hmm. Okay. So their turn. Um, and I'm actually going to move um, Lady Falling Water here down towards the Queen as well. And Shelburne is going to come back here. So he'll provoke for me. Uh, yep. Go ahead and roll that up. That will be a 23. That will hit. Ouch. For 10 damage. Nice. So he tries to get away from you, again, trying to be sneaky, circling around the outer edge of this room and leaves your space and you get a nice slash in uh, someplace vulnerable. And uh, But he goes back and tries to head towards Lady Falling Water and I will worry about that separately, uh, but he's going to try to uh, attack her. And it is, I'm gonna have Larchwood attack you, Kulshow. And that will not do it, but that will. Uh, 27. Ouch. Um, and that is, oh, um, that is 18 points of damage. So nine. Glad that's halved. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. And Lorik is going to attack Bjorn. And that is a 23. That hits. And a natty 20. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, okay. So that is 12. And then... I can't half that. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, 25 damage. Total? Yep. Okay. We're good. So I had a couple <laughs> low rolls in there. I have a pretty high K points. So. Yeah. Um, and they'll die quickly. Here. And Camden is coming up, and he is going to attack Thora. Uh, and that's a 17. That hits. And 
12 does not hit, does it? Oh, no, 12 doesn't hit. Okay. No, no, sorry. And that is um, 9 damage to you. Okay. All right. Everyone's taking their shots. So, um, but because he did hit me, I'm going to do Hellish Rebuke as a reaction. Oh, yes. Uh, so, uh, you must make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. And he got a one. So, that's a big Beautiful. no. All right. So, uh, it takes 2d10 fire damage, but it's so but increases by 1d by 2d10 so 4d10 fire damage oh my Ouch. gosh yay that is awesome hi camden <laughs> it was worth taking that hit uh, four, you don't make eight, the girl mad yeah no kidding and 20 20 damage Ouch. 20 damage wow so that took a big chunk out of him. Uh, he is um, has been uh, hellishly rebuked, I would say, and uh, looks a little worse for wear right now. And um, oh, it's your turn. It is. Yes, it is I my just turn. Past you. So now, um, I will also um, blast him because he is up in my face and I do not like it. So Eldritch Blast. Okay. Uh, that is 14. And does not do it. And uh, 16. Uh, also does not do oh! it. Oh! Okay. <laughs> uh, it would have been cool, uh, but no luck. Cull Show, back to you. Okay, so... I'm trying to be aware of what's all going on. So did Shelburne hit uh, Lady Fallingwater? Uh, you could see that she is in full-on defensive mode, and he, as far as you can tell, you have not seen him hit her. Okay. And I'm just going to roll kind of a percentage um, to see if he's able to get through and do any damage to her. All right, then I'm going to interpose myself between Larchwood and Alaron again. So okay. move back down. And then strike Larchwood twice. You get advantage on Larchwood. Oh, no, you stepped down. That's right. Oh. You had advantage on him. Yeah, you had advantage, so maybe you want to stay up there? Uh, I was flanking you. You know what? I will do that. I'll stay there then. Sorry, Alaron. That's why. No, don't worry about me. All right. So then I can roll twice. All right. Well, that will be a um, 27 to hit on the first one. Oh, yes. And... Uh, 22 to hit on the second one. Yep, both hits. Nice. So the first hit is 14 damage. Wow. And the second hit is 16 damage. Nice. Holy cow. Um, All right. So he is looking pretty beat up. Um, you will die. <laughs> you pay for your crimes. Uh, and you can tell. Uh, remember in your first encounter with him, as soon as Red Thorn revealed himself in the tavern, he started to get that shifty look in his eye like he was looking for a way out, and he made a quick exit, and he's got that same look in his eye. He's, uh, That's he's, what cowards do. Yeah. There is no escape for you tonight. <laughs> Bjorn, your turn. All right, so let's go here. On uh, what's his name? 
Lorik. Lorik. I can't see. Yep. The guy behind Lorik. First attack. Uh, that's a 22. That is a hit. That is nine points of damage. All right. Bonus action. That is a 20 to hit. Uh, that is also a hit. That is eight points of damage. Third attack, or my second attack. Bonus action. That's a 23 to hit. Gosh. And that's uh, 10 points of damage. And then both him and Larch would need to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Does he need to make it if he's dead? No. No. But Larchwood does. <laughs> okay. So you, uh, you know, you can just hear the, the strings on your ghostly hand crossbow there uh, going like mad. And uh, he just drops a hail of crossbow bolts. I mean, my gosh. And Larchwood's going to make his dexterity, and uh, I think he failed that with uh, fourteen. Is the fourteen? Yeah, he definitely failed okay. that. And that is uh, seven points of piercing damage come flying down from the hail of thorns. Oh my gosh! Um, so yeah, and he is uh, pretty beat up. Uh, if he looked bad before, now he's—you can tell, like. He's just sagging under the weight of his own armor, just barely. I thought able. when he came in, he was smiling. He was smiling and winking. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, between you and Cole Show and uh, Alaron took yeah. it out of him right away. Huh. Weird. Uh, Alaron, your turn. So again, the shadow spite and the DC is actually fifteen, not fourteen. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, made it. Uh, and. Let's see, 17, made it. So both, oh, and Shelburne's in your range too. Okay, uh, 14, he got a 13. Okay, it's uh, 15. 15 damage? No, 15, 15 is the DC, not 14. Okay, what's the damage? The damage for him will be 15. 15, oh my gosh. Uh, so that takes a pretty big chunk out of Shelburne, who was, um, you know, up to this point, pretty occupied with uh, Lady Falling Water. Okay, and as my action, I'm going to turn around and huck a chunk of shadow at his face. Nice. Chunk okay. of shadow. Well, that's, that's 23, so I'm guessing that's going to hit. That is going to hit. We're going to bump that up to the second level slot, by the way. So that's uh, 11... 15, 16. 16 damage? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so he looks like he's in as bad a shape as Larchwood right now. Um, uh, blood seeping out of all of the gaps in his armor. You know, he's looking around kind of, you know, leaning on his sword now, using it as kind of a cane. Uh, he's he's just hanging on by a thread. Um, but it's their turn. And Larchwood, our friend here, is going to take a swipe at Cull Show again. Uh, maybe make an exit. I don't know. No, Natty 20. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, you are raging, so you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Um, but that is a couple of good rolls and 27 damage. No, 28 damage. So that's 14. Mm, okay. That's not so bad. Yeah, you can take that all day, or at least... Uh, at least three more times. <laughs> uh, yeah, and... maybe three more times. <laughs> uh, 
And that is a 19 plus, yeah, so that's a 27. And I will do another, that's, uh, why do I have trouble adding this up? 15, and cut that in half, and you've got eight damage, right? Yep. And so, yeah, you're looking pretty hurt right now. Uh, yes. Um. And Lorik is going to attack Bjorn. Lorik is, is dead. Oh, Lorik's dead. He's coming, from, he's coming from the dead. You should probably put a dead <laughs> marker on him. There is he a does. dead marker. I would right like there. to see him try. Oh, man. Yeah, I forgot about that. More DM cheatery. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Camden is going to try to hit Thora, and that's an 18. That hits. And that is a uh, 17. Uh, did, I mean, did Luggy not attack? Yeah, no, Luggy has not been doing anything but standing there. Uh, protecting, protecting the queen. The queen. <laughs> protecting. Um, He's just holding his hands up and moving side to side to try to fake people out. Are we learning something about Luggy today? Well, mm. uh, it's, it's about what I expected of him. I mean, he's well, nice and all, talk. but... Uh, so... That's a total of 17 damage to oh. you. Okay, well, then he has to, he's going, I'm rebuking him again. Rebuke away. Just slap him in the face with a handful of fire. Yes. So that you have to roll the uh, dexterity. Dexterity. And that's a four. Oh, no, that does not. <laughs> okay, so. Well, one can hope, right? <laughs> Oh gosh! I'm just blind. Is it forty ten? Yeah, forty ten. So brutal. It is very brutal. Oh yes. Um. No. Thirty. Thirty damage. <laughs> Does he go up in smoke? Oh my gosh! Yeah, she takes a hit from him, and you can just hear this hellish scream erupt from her lips and you can even hear Ajax bleeding uh, in the background as well and all of that rage comes pouring out in this you know strange fire that bursts from her hand and he is on fire and stumbling around screaming for a couple of seconds before he drops dead and he is gone. Good. You know, Thora, you may say that your patron does not talk to you very much, but that's saying something. That is that is crazy. Um, good job. And now it's like your turn. So kill somebody else. Oh, it is my turn. All right. So <laughs> I um, I will try and blast Shelburne. He's right. still alive, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Barely. Barely. Yes, that, that is a good roll. Uh, that is a 27. Yes, that will hit. And then, oh, the next one is not as good. That is, that is a 15. Uh, no. Okay, but the first one hits. And, oops, wrong. There we go. And that is 10 damage. 10 damage. So he's, uh, as I said before, leaning on his sword, kind of like a cane, looking like he's trying to recover a bit and you blast him and knocks the sword away hits him in the legs and he goes flopping head first into the stone below and you can hear a wet crack as his head hits the ground and he is dead good good job girl damn thora it is over for you larchwood yeah let's see Beg a death for scene mercy. right here here it is it's all set up Cole show for this 
Uh, it is Cole right Show's here, turn. Right now, with advantage, still. With advantage. Oh, my god. It would be gosh. nice to get actually a natural 20 tonight. Come on. Let's see. Um, no. So the first one's going to be a 19 to hit. That will hit. Yes. Okay. Uh, that's 10 damage. 10 damage. And the second one, I mean, it's going to be a hit. Come on. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> Finish him. And it's not going to take a whole lot. <laughs> and that's another 15 damage. 15 damage. All right. So you lunge in at him and take a couple of swipes, and then he starts to fall in front of you, and you're not done. You ram your sword directly through his heart, piercing, piercing his armor like it was nothing, and it comes out his back, and blood kind of gurgles up through his lips and he looks at you and he takes one final look at Lady Florenza and then like falls over dead. Yeah. I, I, I would like try to, to like reach in and grab his, the front of his cloak just so I can put my face down and look in his eyes as he fades out. So okay. I'm the last thing that he sees. <laughs> okay. So you grab him and hold him up for a second longer as he's falling and he looks back to you after looking at Lady Until Florenza. Like no light left. I yeah. want him to see me. And his eyes roll back, you know, and dead. And I'll throw him to the ground and draw my sword <laughs> out. Oh, uh, wow. That was amazing. I can't believe you got a 20 on your last. That was perfect. Yeah, that was called it. Oh, nice. that's the way to end it right there. That was the Italian dice, too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or, no, these are the Chessex. Uh, so, good oh. job, guys. Larchwood, dead. Dead. I was not expecting that tonight. That was satisfying. And then his form changes, and you see it's not Larchwood. <sighs> I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. No, it's Larchwood, and you killed him, and... Uh, a couple of uh, a few of his uh, cronies here. That was pretty amazing and a little bit tighter in some cases than I thought. Um, so yeah. So then I'll walk over. Are you all right, my queen? And she seems, you know, remember she had some formal training at Skyburn Hall, so she is not a neophyte when it comes to. Uh, fighting and stuff. So she just she chose tactically to not do anything. Chose tactically to protect Luggy <laughs> and Luggy protect her. Um, no, they retreated. They they obviously four heavily armored armed men, um, especially somebody that she's heard a lot about, like uh, Larchwood from Florenza. She's not going to take her chances um, when there are obvious heroes in the room, right? Um, but, uh, she was cheering you on the whole time. She is very thankful. Was this at night before we were going, or this in the yeah, this is before. Yeah, this is yeah. We've had a long day. Yeah, you've had I'm a long day. And so I'm going to use my two, my two second level spells to cure wounds. I know we're going to go to probably get some rest soon, but so 19 back to Colshow and another one to myself. Okay. So you are able to cure wounds and I will, um, heal you all up. Wow. How do you feel? Go over to Cool Show and give him. Like, I don't think I was quite ready. Like there wasn't enough time to really process that. This okay. Well, the way that was set up for his death was perfect, though. Everything was in like destiny to where you were sitting there. You had your attack, 
It was your turn, and you rolled the natural twenty uh, at the end to destroy him. The last Ooh. attack, and and now your quest arc is done too. That's a gamer's like way to. That's the apex right there. Right, and I honestly wish I could say that was you know all planned and worked out that way, but that was just uh, pure. That's perfect luck there. How that worked out, and Thora. Oh my god. Yeah. Blasting people left and right. A woman scorned. Yeah. I'm very hurt though. Yeah, you are very hurt. (laughs) Okay, I'll come over and heal you. But that was that was crazy. Thirty damage on that. That was brutal. Yeah, it was very brutal. It does it does good stuff. And that's for a melee attack or any attack. It uh, it doesn't. Anytime attack. Yeah, it says any 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 attack. The creature that damaged you. Anytime she takes damage. She can cast. So you can just point across the room at an archer and be yeah. like, no. The downside, downside is she gets two spell slots. So, I mean, that's. Yeah, that's, that's it. That, like that's a, downside. That was. Yeah. I have no more spells. Oh, well, I mean, you I've could got... recover one. That's right. Yeah. With the rod. With your oath pact or rod of the pact keeper. Or we can just go to bed. Or we can Very go to bed. Well done, everybody. Um, so, on the bodies. You see they have plate armor. You can take it, sell it, whatever you want to do with it. I can't do anything with that. I guess sell it. Um, uh, none of it that you can see is magical. Uh, they do have uh, some gold, about 300 gold between the four of them. And 30, 320 gold. <laughs> that sounds more Three, like it. 300 does to divide yeah. by four. You checked just one fine. boot. So it doesn't does it? A second oh, yeah, after it does. he says 35. It. It's okay, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. just okay. looks at you him. Just, you just make him question it, and then he'll. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he gives me more money. Have, I just have to look at him. Uh, yeah, my brain doesn't work that quickly. I'm sorry. Um, and then you have uh, Harrigan Larchwood's sword, which yeah, looks pretty nice. is not magical. But it is just crazily adorned and just super gaudy. It's so tacky. Very it is tacky. Tacky. Um, Very bad. Mm. And but it is worth sixteen hundred gold. Oh. Um. Just encrusted with jewels. It's just ridiculous. Uh. And what a goofball. So if the queen wasn't impressed with us. Before. Yeah. Now she's seen us in action. She's seen how it all works with this party. Um, what does Luggy have to say about for himself? Uh, he, he probably applauds afterwards, doesn't he? Good job he? there, yeah. yeah. He's like, wow, guys, that was amazing. Yeah. I mean, he had to sort out the whole time, sure. and he was just kind of looking around. I mean, he's So next time, Luggy, young. next time you like actually will stab with that sword... <laughs> Uh, I was I had my eye on that guy coming around, but uh, you killed him before I could get to him. I, <laughs> like, thank you, thank you. I'm sorry. I I should have done more. Um, I will put my hand on his and I will show him the motion oh for stabbing. <laughs> stab. This stab. Is, this and he's probably like really scared of you right now, intimidated. <laughs> it's like, okay, okay, don't touch me. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to get hellish rebuked. Trust me, kid. Um, so. You find that, and he also has, uh, Larchwood has a ring uh, that, uh, you know, if one of the uh, magic type people uh, were to notice it, mm-hmm. you could tell that it is faintly magical in oh, nature. This, okay. All right. Well, I can, I can spend 10 minutes and identify it. Okay. Cool. 
Uh, so you identify the ring. People are kind of cleaning up. Uh, you know, Luggy rushes out to check on the guards and to find Redthorn. Um, and you find out, you believe, it's your best guess, that it is a ring of something something. Um, <laughs> oh. It is a I've ring never of, heard something. of the something something before. <laughs> I have to look at my note here. Uh, ring of mind shielding. Mind shielding. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. mind shielding would be uh, basically people can't tell. I think your thoughts, your intent, uh, your alignment. Uh, <gasps> it won't give away what race you Whoa. are. And I can't talk to you. Um, unless oh. he wants you to. <laughs> I so want that ring. I'm sure you do. Just make him stop talking. So I don't know. I don't even know that it does that. And I'm just like trying to send you a message. You're like, he's not listening to me anymore. Elrond, you there? You there? Are you even Elrond? listening to me? Uh, yeah, Elrond, this is uh, Bjorn again. Um, just uh, wondering. Uh, so I'll read you the description just uh while wearing this ring, you are immune to magic that allows other creatures to read your thoughts, determine whether you're lying, know your alignment, or know your creature type. Creatures can telepathically communicate with you only if you allow it. And you can use an action uh, to cause the ring to become invisible until you choose another action to make it visible. Um, and it will stay that way until you die or until you remove the ring. This is like a holy relic of Ilo right here. <laughs> stay uh, out of my business. <laughs> <laughs> it has one more neat trick, and that is uh, if you die while wearing the ring, your soul can enter it. Oh. Unless it's already occupied. Oh. Oh, is it occupied? <laughs> Can we tell if it's occupied? It's, tuned, it's a tunable, right? Yeah, and uh, it requires attunement. It's not cursed. Um, <clears throat> not that you can tell. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, you uh, the soul that's in the ring could potentially communicate with you <sighs> if you were to wear the ring. Oh, cool. That sounds really cool. That's super cool. Although I do not tell them any of what I discover. <laughs> He's going to use a nice detect to magic it. now. Uh, so that's a cool, cool gizmo, cool. right? And I don't know who's going to take it. Uh, it does seem sort of like an Aileron yeah, or Thora type thing. But, uh, uh, you know, it's what he had on him. And so... You can wear it and not have uh, people know your business. Seems like every every person's dream, right? Yes. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, so, anything else you're doing? I'll hold on to the sword. You're going to hold on to the sword. Okay. <laughs> Just a souvenir. <laughs> it's a very expensive souvenir. Yeah. Uh, so you have Larchwood's sword, and um, why don't you just keep his head instead? We we can sell the sword. You could cut off his yeah, mullet. Take a token of oh, the yeah, mullet. Keep, keep that sweet mullet. <laughs> well, I did promise the queen the head on a bike. I didn't expect I'd get it done so soon. Yeah, that was fast. It, it's a much travel time to get it to her. Yeah. I mean, he basically delivered. It's like dominoes for heads, I nice. guess. Um, so you guys, I'm going to say that you, uh, as you're 
looting the corpses and kind of making sense of what happened and Cole shows coming to grips with the fact that he has no purpose in life anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, uh, you see that there are suddenly more and more guards coming in and, um, red thorns there, skeletons there. Um, they immediately start arguing, like blaming each other. Uh, and, you find out that the the woman that was outside, apparently her name was um, uh, Freya Drowslayer, and she she was one of Redthorn's most trusted uh, trusted uh, Red Wolves, and uh, he's like saying there's no way she would you know allow Larchwood to get anywhere near this place. You know she actually knows what he looks like. There's no way that could happen. Um, Skelet is like, you know, are you, are you talking, are you saying that my guy, you know, my guy did this Ferdinand McLarkin, he's my most trusted man. There's no way they would get past them. And so they're arguing and it's just more bad blood. And you can see that they're dangerously close to pulling their own weapons on each other. And, uh, Luggy jumps in, of course, and tries to calm them down and stands between them and is is keeping them apart. And finally you hear the queen speak up and she's like, you know, enough, you know, that's enough, you know, out of my chambers. And uh, so she kicks everyone out. They take the bodies. And um, that's that's your night. That's just another Saturday night. Your Grace, I don't think that this kind of action is obviously helping you win any war, if you just saw that. Are you sure that that uh, maybe just, you know, picking one or the other to... Lead? You need to figure this. This needs to be figured out. This is... Yes, it does. She She agrees. She is, you know, they're like two dogs fighting over you know, a bone and they neither will back down. And so she seems very tired, frustrated, worn out. Um, so she's going to ask to meet up with you guys the next day and, uh, where you will have your ceremony, where you will swear your oaths of fealty to the queen and maybe learn a little bit more about what happened here tonight in the queen's chambers. But, Big, uh, you know, task complete there. Big check mark for you, Cole Show. Very big bucket list. Bucket list item, right? Um, and you got a cool ring that you'll. I don't know who's going to keep that. A sweet sword you can hang over your mantle. I was thinking this might look good in the future tavern that I may own, but it is worth a lot of money. Yeah, you can maybe buy a tavern with uh, Ooh, that, that sword. That is true. Yeah. Uh, Bjorn's probably just going to get one. I know one that's one. probably for sale. <laughs> <laughs> that's been used for a while. Uh, oh, the stone cups, yeah. It's like, don't don't take people to the basement. You're, you have protection downstairs, too. It's I mean. got a good location. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I, retirement is You're still... You're retired already. <laughs> after 26 episodes. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to Okay. Well, good job, guys. And that was pretty awesome. Yeah, good yeah. fight. Uh, good job, Thora. Good job, Cull Show with that Natty 20 at the end. Perfectly timed. And we'll see you guys next week. All right. All right.
Thank you for listening. We hope you're enjoying our adventure. To show your support for this podcast, please leave a rating or review on your preferred podcast app. Also, be sure to check us out at DungeonPatrol.com.